Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text this morning is from the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins so far. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, our Lord, you know what my job is here today. I mean, we just read it, right? God just said, comfort my people. And he said it twice. Comfort, comfort my people. That means he means it. And I don't think he's talking about padded pews either. I think he's talking about a different kind of comfort he wants me to give to you. But you know that passage there doesn't just speak to me. Uh, it is like the rest of Scripture. It also speaks to you. And I don't know if you think about that, but that is also your job is to comfort each other. You ever think about coming here and comforting each other? Speak tenderly to each other, he says. Heart from the heart to the heart. That's your job, but now back to mine. Comfort, comfort my people. It's my job today. Isaiah was called to be a prophet, and he was not initially called to comfort his people. He was called to disrupt them. They had drifted away from God. They had not listened to the prophets. They were out there worshiping other gods. And it was Isaiah's job to go and tell them that God was going to chastise them for that, that he was going to allow the Babylonians to come in there, carry them off into captivity. The book of Isaiah is 66 chapters long. The first 39 chapters, that's pretty much the message. There's some good news in there too, but that's pretty much that message. But when you get to chapter 40, something changes. God is coming to his people, and he's saying to them, in spite of what's happening in your kingdom right now, and in spite of what's going to happen I'm still going to send you a Savior. And he's going to be your Savior. And he begins that comforting, uh, comforting words with these powerful words. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. Sin your sin has been paid for. That's pretty comforting for sinners, isn't it? And uh, we are. Now, I know that you're Christians, and so I know that you don't go out there intending to sin. But we fight this battle every single day of our lives. Something happens. You know, and you're, you start feeling this uh, anger inside. Maybe it's a little jealousy, or maybe it's even hatred. And it, it, you know you're not supposed to feel that way, but you do. 
St. Paul said, the good that I would, I do not. The evil that I would not, that I do. And then there's that guy. You know the guy. The guy uh, who's at your office where you work, or maybe he's your neighbor, or somebody you know at school, who's always troubling you over and over. He keeps troubling you. You know that you're supposed to be good. You know you want to be like Jesus. Forgive him. But then he does it again, you know, and, and it's too much. It's too much. I mean, isn't there a limit to goodness? Isn't there a limit to forgiveness? Jesus' own disciples said to him, what, what's the most we have to forgive people? Does, is there no limit to this goodness, this forgiveness? And then there's those words, you know, the words that I shouldn't have said that. I know I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have. They just slip right out. James in the Bible says that a tongue is an evil thing because all kinds of evil is done with it. And we, we, words just slip out and we wish we could just get them back. Ever hear the uh, uh, story the legend of Paul Bunyan. Ever hear that, that guy? He lived up there in Minnesota someplace, I guess, where it gets cold. And one winter it got so cold that the words froze in the air. And so they had to wait till the spring thaw to find out what they had been talking about. <laughs> that, we could use that, right? Because those words get out there, you could grab them and throw them away. I'm not comforting you much yet. And we're not even talking about all the times I should have loved but didn't. And uh, we fight this battle all the time, the battle that goes on in our lives. And St. Paul, in frustration, says, who will save me from this body of death? So where's the comfort? The comfort is that those battles that we fight every day are not the real battle. The real battle is a battle for your soul, a battle for your salvation, the battle to not have to suffer the true consequences of our sin. That's, that's the real battle that we're talking about here. He says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. Hard service, Hebrew word, warfare. Warfare, the battle for your soul, for my soul, our, our eternal life. Who will save me from this body of death? St. Paul says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Usually when the king or the general would take his troops into battle, he would be sitting up on the hillside and his troops would be down there in the valley suffering, bleeding, and dying to win the victory. 
just the opposite with us. In our case, we're up there sitting on the hillside watching our king bleed, suffer, and die to win us the victory. The word that uh, Isaiah uses to describe, he says uh, that victory is complete. It refers to a cup that's filled to the brim. That means that there's no room in it for anything else. There's nothing you can put in there, and there's nothing you can put in there. Because as Jesus said, it's finished. And if that weren't enough, he says, um, that your sin has been paid for. Notice the tense. It's not your sin might be paid for, your sin will be paid for, you might be able to get your sins paid for if you just do a couple. No, no. Your sins have been paid for. The cup is full, there's nothing left to do. Any comfort yet? A little bit? If that isn't enough, then he says this. He says, um, Tell her that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Not, you know, honestly, I don't know what that means. But all I know if, if one payment is enough, two payments is certainly enough. Comfort. Some comfort. You know, the Israelites were going to have some bad days ahead because everything that Isaiah said to them, told them was going to happen, actually did happen. They would be uh, defeated in war. You know, and I think war being defeated today is bad enough, but it was really bad then. Because the way they broke the back of a nation was they would take all those people and they'd take them in, in back to their country and make slaves out of them. And you don't even want to think about what happened after that. Now they brought it on themselves. I mean, it was their fault. But you know that there were true believers in that bunch. And you know they were going through the same suffering that all those other people were going through. And you know that they were probably saying, Lord, I thought you were my God. I thought you would take care of me. And look at me, I'm suffering just like everybody else. And what this is, is God coming to those people and saying, I still got you. You're still mine. Your warfare is over. The big battle is won. And someday, all this suffering will be gone too. Words of comfort for struggling Christians. Now, our situation is not anything like theirs was. I mean, we just spent a week or so ago Thanksgiving, and we ran out of breath trying to list all the blessings that God has poured into our lives. But someday it does seem that way. It does seem that bad. You see little children cry out in frustration and anger, and you wonder, is their world going to be any better than ours? The morals of society seem to be on some kind of a slippery slope. 
Is there nothing holy? Is there nothing sacred anymore? Too many wars. Too many murders. Too many diseases. Too much pain. Will I ever get through it? And that's when God comes to us like he came to those believing Israelites. And he says, I've, I've got you. You're still mine. I still love you. And someday, someday, all the things that you are suffering will, will, will be a, just a distant memory. And someday, you will rejoice with pure joy with a full voice at the marriage feast of the Lamb. I promise. So did I do my job? Did I comfort you? Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We uh, confess our faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed, page 4. Please stand. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting.